you know, I don't trust us. Bam, we're live. Why would, you do, why would you do this at 7 a.m.? What's wrong with you? I love getting up early. You do? I do, yeah. It's like my time. Not all the time, you know, but it's nice. Yeah. The The shows, I think about this every show that I do at 7 a.m. I'm like, when I start talking to the guests, that those are the first words I've said for the day. Is why are you doing this? At no, no. Like I haven't heard any, like I get up, I don't talk. Uh, I take a shower, I make coffee. I walk around my house. I open some blinds. I pet the dog. And then when the guest comes on, I'm always like, oh shit, I'm about to hear my voice for the first time today. And I haven't like, does my mouth even work? Like what if I just started the show and I opened my mouth and it didn't work? <laughs> I haven't even tested it. I didn't run any tests. You don't do some like morning Gregorian chanting. Or... I need to. <laughs> I thought like when I think about Savan like waking up in the morning and like what your routine is, I see Gregorian chanting. I'm gonna I'm gonna add it in there. Like, oh <laughs> yes. Um we are live. The um people are signing in as we talk. Um there's comments on the side. Occasionally I'll try to uh uh split my attention between you and the comments. Mm -hmm. Um but before we start uh, so you're doing something on November 5th. Will you, will you tell me about that? And then, and then we'll kind of go backwards from there. Sure. Um, November 5th, I'm running a course with my colleague, Alexandra Durrigan, and it is called Rooted. And it's a seven day journey of yoni gazing and uh, different yoni practices to come back to the pelvic bowl and reclaim that ground to discover sovereignty, self-sufficiency, and deeper levels of pleasure and understanding and integrity in the body. And it's a, it starts Friday, runs for a week of uh, 30 minutes of devotion uh, to your body, to your pussy, and, uh, and then ends with a closing ceremony. And it's going to be rad. Um, and I think now more than ever, we need women, especially, um, and men, but women is my realm, to come home to themselves, to come home to understanding the messages of their own body. Um, for myself, I lived out of, um, out of integrity for a really long time. And to come back into attuning to my own sensitivities and realizing that these are incredible messages uh, from my body uh, has been a mind-blowing journey. And that's what I'm sharing with women on Friday. Uh, so t t two things I want to, first of all, is your name spelled right there at Emily Abbott? Uh, yes. It is? And is that your Instagram? No, it's oh. Emily.Ann.Abbott. A-N-N, you know. No, Super I don't know. Wait, Emily. A-N-N. Okay, hold on. And is in Nancy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then what? Uh, dot Abbott. So you just have to put a dot A N N dot in between Emily Abbott. Two B's, two T's. How's that? That's it. Perfect. Damn, this show is high tech, guys. Um, so she. This is how you make a podcast last an hour and a half. You realize that you don't know shit, and you just start asking questions about the words she used, and you pick out your favorite words, and you pick out words that you pretend like you know the meaning of, but you really have no idea. Like, do you really, does anyone really know what integrity means? So when you hear someone use that word integrity, that's a, that's an hour and a half show 
uh, right there. Although she said that other fun word, pussy, and that's a fun word too. And it's like, you know, that like you can have some fun too. So there you go. You now know. Pussy and integrity. Those yes. Are probably yes. two of my favorite words. Yes. Um, <laughs> Um, but, but what really catches my attention is you say, um, more, more than ever. So before we go into like what all that means that you just said, why more than ever now? Um, we are being called as humans right now to really come into what is your truth? What is your value? Because, um, we are being assaulted with information right now. We are being, um, you know, it's almost become too insane to even, uh, fathom what's going on. And um, if I go into like a room, um, I could go talk to a person and they could be very pro um, medical system, pro, uh, can we say vaccine on here? Um, Pro V. um, And they could give me and pro mask and they could give me hundreds. Listen, people, did you hear that? She can say the word pussy freely, but you have to ask whether you can say the word vaccine. This, this, so, so, anyway, very fair. Sorry to interrupt. Go on. Yeah, I was actually going to ask if I could say the word uh, pussy. Fuck, but, fucking nuts. Not pussy is a great word. Um, but, and I learned so much. Uh, I didn't even know pussy, pussylonymous. Pussylonymous. Holy yeah. shit. Holy shit. You guys are going to love this pussylonymous. I need to start using that word all the time. Okay. So, so, so uh, uh, go back. Sorry. Truth and value. Um, we need to learn our own truth and value because there's so much information. I cut you off. Right. And so I could get, go into a room and actually get into an entire argument about like the hundreds of articles and references that I'm witnessing and I'm observing where, because I am not part of that camp. I believe that every human has the right to make a choice about what is injected into their bodies. And so what I'm seeing though, um, generally, and I'm observing, um, you know, I'm in the acupuncture world, so I'm in the clinic a lot and we're seeing a lot of people come in um, who have had uh, the V. And um, they're, what I see generally, and of course this is not, this is just my observation, is a disconnect. We are living from here up. And the journey of the feminine journey specifically is to go down and in. Because basically I could have all the information in the world, but if I don't know where my heart is, if I don't know what my body is calling for and what it knows is right, my intuition, then what am I doing? What am I doing in this life? It's this you'll basically be the slave of everybody around you telling you what to do because you don't know your center. So it's essential right now that especially women, because we have been so conditioned to um, overstep, overgive, uh, that we build resentment and stories of victimhood. And that's perpetuated in our bodies. And we assault our bodies with not loving them with, uh, you know, wanting to hide them or wanting to change them. And it's, it's just time. It's time that we come home to, for me, it was my Yoni and discovering my deep truth so that I can go out in the world and be like, "Mm, I'm going to discern and uh, make choices based on the feeling in my body. And then I can use the logic of my mind to take that action. So we're basically bringing consciousness into our creative center, which helps you align in integrity with your body. But if you don't know what the feelings of your body is in any given moment, you cannot make 
really good choices, in my opinion, uh, about the health of your body, because you're always giving it up to somebody else who is an expert. You're the expert of your body. Uh, Craig White says she's Canadian. I, do, I don't mean this as a dig towards uh, Canadians at all. There's pl- plenty of knuckleheads in the United States. But what's fascinating about that is because Canadians are – they have an ideological uh, – uh, um, I don't know if pension's the right word, but they've been programmed to to um, be afraid of tall poppy syndrome. They're programmed to listen to the government. They are different people than a vast majority of us in the United States. If you don't know this about socialist countries, you should look it up. I'm not saying it as anything negative, but it is extremely difficult for people who are – they are – they're brainwashed in a different way than we're brainwashed. We're still brainwashed in the States, but they are, there's a heavy brainwash to really believe the government. We're all brainwashed. That's how we operate. I use that. I don't use that in a negative term. We like, no, we all are. Yeah. Yeah. There's people that still believe that, um, that, that red means stop. Like, like, like they don't realize they, by brainwashing, I mean, you can't tell the difference between your thoughts and reality. Like they, 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 there's delusions and gifts that are given to us by the government and rules that we actually think are real. No, they're just there to help us operate as a society so we don't kill each other. But Canada and these other socialist countries have some really fucked up shit that stop you from being conscious. And, and Emily touched on some, and I'm sure we're going to go into some deeper, deeper parts of it. And honestly, um, I am so grateful right now that I am in the U.S. because there is this spirit of freedom here. Um, and in Canada, I'm so disappointed uh, for about with my country and how people are just blindly being like, yeah, um, the vaccine passports are a great idea and we should totally do medical segregation and we should totally uh, create a whole group of second class citizens. Um, and it's disturbing. It's like really, really disturbing. My brother, who's up there in Canada right now, um, he can't go into restaurants. He uh, can't go to the gym um, and he's already had COVID, but that's neither here nor there. Well, it does kind of, um, you know, ferry into this idea of this is the disconnection I'm talking about and it's systemic and it's also by design. Um, If we don't understand our sexual selves, if we don't understand the instruments that is this incredible body, it's way ahead of science right? Our bodies are way ahead of science. If we don't understand this body, it's then it's much easier to be controlled by the mechanisms of shame, fear, and guilt. And um, th- so going back to this November 5th thing, you, you said that um, people are listening from here up, mm-hmm. um, but they should be listening possibly from here down and going inward instead of outward. Outward meaning reading the New York Times and letting it come in here and inward. Can you? I don't think a lot of people know what inward is. Can you tell us what inward is? So I'm going to speak from the female perspective because I'm not in the male realm. There are lots of men uh, doing this kind of work uh, for men. Um, so I'm going to speak about this from the female perspective. Uh, uh, uh. Okay, uh, just so you guys know, I w- went through Emily's entire Instagram yesterday. I'm very sensitive to um, black, white, man, woman. I uh, hate woman power shit. I hate uh, uh, color power shit. And I get none of that from Emily's. Um, and by by that, I mean if I, start, if I start picking up that someone is saying one is better than the other, I um, – I get, I get, I get, I get frustrated because I see the person's pathology in their work, and there is, it is not like that at all 
with her stuff. Like if you are a dude, you still need to be listening to this. There's no hate oh. towards men. There's no like it's it's this is this is the entry point for you. Okay, sorry. So so yeah, going down as opposed to um I don't like division talk when it talks about no. building consciousness. It sounds insane. Oh, calm down, Sevi. Calm down. <laughs> it is insane. And actually, this was a big part of my journey because I used to be, I grew up in that paradigm of feminism that was like, oh, it's the, it's the patriarchy and it's the um, yeah, I don't it's like that stuff. toxic masculinity. And I let that go a long time ago because I, I love men and I, I love divine men. I love men who are grounded and, um, want to protect the feminine. It's incredible. And again, that's this is the s- systemic approach that has tried to divide us and um, kind of take us out of our bodies through, you know, hormonal birth control, um, through not teaching proper sexual education at all. Um, and so I could go on a big tangent on that. But the, the down and in. So I have an example here, by the way. Sorry, I know I'm interrupting the shit out of you. Uh, A woman's highest – this is from Emily's Instagram. And I don't know if I agree with this exact wording, but this is the big picture. This is the balance that she's talking about. A woman's highest calling is to lead a man to his soul as to unite him with source. Her lowest calling is to seduce, separating man from soul, and leave him aimlessly wandering. So you see, there's a there's a there's a leadership component there, and anyone who's met a, obviously I'm biased because I've had that experience um, with women, um, with women. So I don't mean to say that I couldn't find a man who would do that to me, but I have experienced that with a woman. My woman um, keeps me grounded and 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 has led me to the path of. Um, she didn't lead me to the path of enlightenment, but lead me to the path of sustaining enlightenment without her. I, I, I would probably have floated back to the top. She keeps me like grounded and um, I would have floated back out into the ether. And then she writes a man's highest calling is to protect woman. So she is free to walk the earth unharmed. His lowest calling is to ambush, ambush and force his way into the life of woman. And, and it's a Cherokee proverb. And there's so much room in there for, us to express ourselves and to take turns being leaders and to, it's just, it's awesome. Sorry. And to be okay. radically responsible, right? Yes. It's, yes. I'm responsible for my emotions. I'm responsible for clearing them out of my body. I'm responsible in understanding my feminine power and not overstepping it. Cause I could, you know, when you do get to this uh, place of like, Oh, I'm so in my feminine, you could see how you could get drunk with that power. But the, the uh, practice mm-hmm. is coming into like, no, I, I have deep respect and reverence for myself and that of my partner or the man or person in my life. Um, wow. So- you just said that that should be a whole show. <laughs> that's a really sexy concept. Women who are drunk with their feminine power. It's like, that's like um, um, a spiritual born. Uh, <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> I've known a bunch of those girls. God, it's fucking great to watch. Sorry. It's like, it's like, it's like one of those videos. It's like a real life uh, Instagram videos. I, and, and I am, I'm, anyway, sorry. But, I've never heard it worded like that. That's really awesome. But you see a woman like that, you know, a woman who is connected to her pussy. You see the way she walks, the way she talks, the way she interacts, the way she can discern. 
And this is what I was talking about because I was living in a state of victimhood. I was living in a state of resentment. And then um, I went through my spiritual two by four where I had no choice but to come back to my pussy. And it was in this alchemical container that I went down and in into the feelings of the unbearable feeling of feeling and clearing uh, like this life's trauma. Um, every time I didn't speak up for my body and I just overrode its signals. And that was like my whole CrossFit career. Um, and, and then along with any like sexual interaction or, um, you know, sponsorship interaction. And then um, it's about also rehydrating and uh, bringing a new blood flow to the tissue. So when you start working with this space, you're working on all three levels, spiritual, emotional, and uh, the physical. So it, and in my course, we're, this is the, the entryway because most women are like, oh shit, I don't even like, the only time I ever relate to my pussy is when a doctor is down there or when my lover is down there. That's a huge problem. How about when you pee? Oh, well, I, yeah, but that's like more of like a, okay, I'm just like peeing. Are you really thinking about uh, like your pussy at that point? Right. You're oh. already thinking about you need to get back up and turn the stove off. You're not even down. Exactly. There. Yeah. Okay, it's okay. Not, there, it's, and this is the thing. This is intentional. This is... Um, mindful work you're coming into ritual and ceremony with this space instead of just being like oh yeah whatever brushing it off and most women there's like a so much resistance even just being like oh i'm gonna like look at my own pussy in the mirror there's so much resistance to that and that just shows me where we're at um culturally at least in Is the it, West. it's easy to look at right no no, no i mean sorry i mean physically Physically, yeah. I mean, like, just, I like for me to look at my butthole, like, I'd have to be up like for a long time and warm and two cups of coffee and like 10 minutes on the assault bike. My old ass body, like, but, but, but your pussy's just right there. You just can sit in the mirror. You can sit down. Do you need a mirror? Um, I like to use a hand mirror and okay. uh, well, just like a wall mirror standing on a wall. Like, totally. wall. okay. Yeah. And I think the mirror is great because you're actually like seeing this full, your full structure right there and you're intimate with it and you start to witness like what emotions come up with that and for me initially it was like aversion it was like repulsion because that is how i i related to this space and when i speak to most women their sexual story is i can hear it it's like uh, i don't i hate my breasts um i hate this i hate that like your life is literally a storytelling like convention to your soul. And so every time you say that your body hears it. And so it makes me wonder like why women have like the most uh, highly diagnosed with autoimmune disorders, which the body's literally destroying itself. Um, it makes me wonder why we have uh, just terrible gynecological issues across the board, menstrual, um, you know, endometriosis, vaginismus. Um, it goes vaginismus, on. Vaginismus. Yes. I just wanted to say that word. Yeah. What is vaginismus? That's when the uh, introitus becomes like locked down with tension. An adroitus? Sorry, in the introitus, the vaginal canal. Uh Um, It basically gets locked down with tension and it's like super painful to have uh, sex. Uh, 
I'll probably yeah. never get to use that word. It's too bad. It's not something more common. No, it's good. It's not more common, but it right. is uh, like, uh, unfortunately these are, um, the ailments of the womb are, uh, plenty. And the problem is, is that we're going to gynecologists who have been, uh, who have been trained in a specific paradigm and, and actually pre 19th century, there was actually a lot more internal work from doctors, but that didn't make money. Surgeries do pills do. So that's where, and if you look into the dark history of gynecology, it, man, it gets pretty gnarly fast. It's like terrible. Um, Especially but, it, it the other way too, by the way, the work that men have done on the penis is fucking horrible. Right. Some, I mean, some horrible shit. Sorry. Go yeah. On. And so it's like this, what I'm talking about when I say this is how your pathway to sovereignty, this is talking about you getting so in tune with your body that you begin to understand what she needs. And, uh, you begin to know what your body needs in a moment and then you you can advocate for your body. So when you do go to, I'm not saying all doctors are bad. I'm saying when you do go to the doctor, you can be and have a you know a pelvic bowl exam, a checkup, you can call the shots instead of having this sheet put over you, your back in stirrups, you're completely disconnected. Um, you know, like when I go, um, I'm like, I want the speculum warm. I want to have a hand mirror and I want you to go slow and you're going to go on my terms because I never did that before. I was just like, oh, this is how it works. So when you start getting in tune with your body, you begin to question every narrative that's ever been handed to you. And this is what we need right now. This is the essential work. Oh, nice tie up. Nice, nice tie in. Um, someone said, uh, Jordan Peterson should be on this podcast. I don't know if Jordan Peterson has done any internal work. I think he's fucking amazing. And like, there's no better calculator. You want to put in three plus six divided by two plus five. I mean, the man is a logical fucking genius, um, and a wordsmith, but, um, I, yeah. I kept cutting you off. Tell me how to go in. Go, go on, Emily. But then I want you to. I want to steer you back to going because um, I've steered you all over the place. And thank you. I let. I appreciate you just expounding, spreading light on all the corners of, of this talk. I, I still want to go back to what because um, I don't. I know that ninety nine percent of the people, at least I feel this way. I think this way. Don't know what it means to go in. Like, okay. like, like before you have tools to go in or before you even know, you can't even imagine this thing that she's about to tell you. And it's so fucking easy to do, but it so, just, it just takes us, but you have to carve out like a few seconds of your life to do it. Yeah. It's honestly, so here's what I, here's how I started my okay. hand. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. This is how I started to just touch the surface of getting in touch with my pussy. That means mm-hmm. bringing my consciousness. Like I would like, Oh man, my, my, trap is so tight at my neck i would bring consciousness there right to deal with this now okay, bring- if I, explain that to me that's the part of I me mean, how do you bring consciousness to your trap if it's tight okay so if your trap is tight your body is tra- is giving you a signal to come to this area like there's something there in the tissue being held this could be emotion it could be structural it could be some kind of nerve issue but ultimately i'm going to and this is the work i've gotten into with people I've met on my journey, um, I'm going to self inquire into this area. Like, okay, there's something chronic here. It needs my attention, attention, intention. 
So I'm going to be with this space. I'm going to breathe into this neck. I'm going to move it because motion is lotion in different ways and see where I'm inhibited and um, be tender and loving to it, right? You're giving it love. You're giving it your part of yourself. So that's what I'm doing. I'm bringing my consciousness and my attention, my awareness and my breath, my sound, my movement into my pussy. And so it can begin. This is why I'm running a beginning course of the mirror um, and lo just looking at your pussy and sh letting those emotions clear out that we have related to this space. And a lot of them are denser. There are a lot, you know, denser frequency, denser vibes, if you will, of like, I don't like this space. It's ugly. Um, it, my, my pussy is not right. There's something wrong with it. Like da, 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 the whole, all the stories. Is it and their that, pussy or just everyone's pussy? Like that's just the story. Like they feel that about way about other people's pussies too. Like they want uh, nothing to do with the pussy. No, I think that, I think this is a curiosity of your own body, but understanding that we've also been conditioned by porn and same with our, if you're in uh, the heterosexual realm, your male counterparts have been conditioned by porn. So they've only seen one kind of pussy. And right. so when they see something different, they're like, what is that? Like, you know, and we all have stories of probably not being comfortable in a sexual experience um, because we don't understand our own sexual energy and we don't honor and respect our own bodies. So when you start to teach women that, oh my God, your pussy is beautiful, that immediately makes a shift. Like, oh my God, I have this incredible anatomy. And, um, you know, you can go back into different sexual traditions like the Kudoshka and they, they actually typed female anatomy and you became like the deer woman, the cat woman, uh, you know, the fox woman. But so that's one of our layers to understand that. Based on the way the vagina looked, you got an animal? Yeah, totally. Oh, okay, okay. And it like, and it tells you kind of what kind of lover you are. And that's just like some fun things to go into. But to, right, just, right. this is your own beautiful space. You need to love it. The second thing that I do teach is um, pathways, deeper pathways of sexual arousal. So we, most of us have only been taught or not been taught at all. It's just a, a driving our body to an orgasm through the clitoris. And you're really only activating the pudendal nerve when you do that. Do so, I have one of those? Do I have one of those? Yeah, no, again, I'm not really sure about pudendal the Pudendal nerve? Pudendal. 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 Yeah. And that's our most external uh, nerve pathway. And so you're having an external orgasm that's actually more based in a sympathetic response. So your body's tensing up, you, uh, your heart rate increases, your breath becomes uh, shallow. Yeah, I, but, I, I have one of those. I don't know if I have the pudendal nerve, but I have that external orgasm thing. Yeah, that thing's cool. Right. Uh, it, it is cool. But guess what? There's more. There, okay. That's just the tip of the iceberg, so to speak. So I teach how women, by going in with their hands um, into their own pussy, they can become, become activating, begin activating all the tissue. You're bringing back new blood and lymph. Because we have to remember, all of that is just... Oh, is that this thing? What is that motion? <laughs> well, you said bring their fingers in. Is that this thing? Like, um, do they actually bring their fingers in or is it kind of on top? Like no, pushing you, on you top? You go into the vaginal canal. Of course, okay. there's also external um, abdominal work is something I'm learning right now. Yeah. Um, you go internal with your own fingers and you begin massaging that tissue like you would clay, 
right? You're just bringing new um, tactile intention into that space. And now you're waking up that, uh, all those nerves, you're waking up, um, you're bringing in new blood flow, you're creating more um, breathability to that tissue because it's just a huge erectile network of capillaries down there. So what I tell women is like, we want a fat pussy. You want your pussy to have so much elasticity that it can fill in gorge to mess to its full capacity. And then you're going to experience way more pleasure and that it will also be more pleasurable for your partner. You're also protecting your urethra, right? We want a nice, fat, plump, juicy pussy. And Have you, you ever can- seen a pregnant, like a pregnant, uh, the, the, like, like from mo- one month one to like month nine pussy? No. Oh my God. This is amazing. Oh my, you're just describing it. It's like a giant, it's like a waterlogged hamburger. It's crazy. It that is that's the that. second shirt. Yeah, I like hamburgers though, but it, I just mean just like with the two buns and the piece of meat in the middle. That no one tells you this, but like one of the greatest things about the pregnancy for the dude is is like the woman's vagina just becomes like it's like you said, it's just it's like it's nuts. It's completely is- engorged and just nuts. It's it's no. like it's like a it's the vagina on steroids. It's it's like it's like just a it's like a I'm probably gonna get in trouble for this, but it's probably like it's like a it's like a sponge that's been like floating in water for too long. It's just right. it's crazy. But Savon, what if I was gonna tell you like you it could always have- be like that? <laughs> like, no, <laughs> always be a wa- like- your vagina can always be a waterlogged sponge. I mean, <laughs> that's how I ended up with my next two kids. Because you just during the you can just basically everything changes when your wife's when the woman's pregnant and you just get crazy and then you stop it just like drunk drunk with uh love and yeah and, those got, and then we got and then we got and then we got more kids yeah <laughs> and then sorry twins you sorry twins you weren't wanted you're wanted now though but you weren't wanted well yeah and that's what i'm saying like women can tap into that all the time to that own juiciness and when i began to revitalize all the tissue down here and understand that I can have vaginal orgasms. I can have squirting orgasms. I can have cervical orgasms all by myself. Then it was then that I cleared the way to invite someone into my life that would meet me there. And and now it's like, it's so different in terms of my, like, and I know I'm attuned to my body. So I know what I want I know how to play this instrument well. And so though, so too does my partner. And it's like, you can have this all the time. And this is what I'm saying. It's like, we just have to tap into what our body is trying to tell us. And you have to give it care and attention because by design, we have been disconnected from our own pussies because female sensuality is insane. You know it, you felt it, right? Like with your woman, like it's potent. And women, and now not only that, you can. I've always been horribly susceptible to it. Well, yes. And it's like, but now women can use that and you can cultivate it on your own to direct and channel that energy in the direction of your dreams and your goals and uh, what you wanted, what you want from life, because you're truly getting to know the root, the voice of your feminine, which is housed in the pussy. And so when she starts, when you put into your pussy, she will put out for you twofold tenfold and it's incredible so um, 
if I would have heard Emily say this, um, I was going to say 20 years ago, but maybe it was just yesterday. I would be like crazy, crazy intimidated. Like, I don't want a girl like who, who knows all this shit about sex and like is so in tune with their body. It's just too much fucking pressure for me. It's too much pressure for me. The truth, guys, it's actually the exact fucking opposite. When they're like so, and correct me if I'm wrong, Emily, when they're so in tune, there's no pressure. It's like a fucking tour guide. It's like they like like all the pressures off of you. They're handling the shit. They're handling their business. They'll like, it, it, um, you, you, uh, and I. It, it's kind of like um a conductor to an orchestra, like someone like me who doesn't have a trained eye. Like I don't know what that guy's doing. I'm like he's just faking that shit, moving that stick around. But the that's how subtle it is, and yet how powerful it is to be a woman with a woman who's in touch with all of this stuff. Because um, as long as you're open to it, there is no pressure. There is, but it is scary for guys to hear it. I'm telling you. Is it? I think so. Yeah. It puts a ton of pressure on them. Like to hear it the way you said it just there. Although, although you said it more gently than, um, gently is not the best word. You've said it more with more articulation than I've heard and more like acceptance and, and more objectivity than most people. Um, but I think it puts a ton of pressure on guys to hear that uh, about a woman who's like uh, who's into her feminine, sensual self. Like, and it's actually so. Savon, why do you think that is? Why do you think that is? My first instinct is because the a dude just wants to go in there, do his thing. Um, hopefully, I don't think it's like so selfish. Like he doesn't want her to have fun, but I think he wants to go in there, do his thing. She has fun, um, and, and and they and they move, go on with their day. And so, like, you feel like that there's another piece to it that's like homework, that's going to be like work and and not realize that it's not like that. Okay, but here's my question then. Why? Was that the answer you wanted? Did I get that right? Yeah. Okay. Because it's going to lead me into my next thing. Okay. We are so willing to work out. We are so willing to work on our craft. We are so willing to uh, work on literally everything else. But we don't understand that the river of life begins with sexuality. We all come from an orgasm, hopefully too. Um, (laughs) But considering the statistics and I'd love to see a study on that. If kids are cool or if their mom fucking had an orgasm, Oh, I would love to see a study about that. If those kids are better kids. But that's what I'm talking about. It's we are, we come from this river of life and we don't understand that everything we do, every relating we do, anything we go after begins with this sexual drive, this sexual energy. And if there are blocks in that original sexual energy, which for most of us are, it is because men just want to go in there and do their business. Women just want to like kind of fake their orgasm and perform. We're at the surface. And so that's going to affect every part of your life. It did for me, it completely affected my life. It blew it up until I was like, Oh God, I have to clear these blocks so that the river can ch- like flow through me unimpeded. And so what I would say to any men out there who are feeling intimidated, get to know the female anatomy. Get to know your own sexual anatomy. Start reading up on um, Taoism. Start reading up on how you can cultivate your own sexual chi and that you don't need to just ejaculate. You can hold that in and it's a very sacred force. Sperm, ejaculate female ejaculate these are all sacred nectars that you can use that you can imbibe 
And it's life force generating. That's what we're talking about here. So if you want um, a life that is more, uh, you know, directed, if you want to be a man who's really, you know, stepping into the world and, you know, fully embracing and fully um, in love with who he is, get to know your own cock, get to know your pussy so that we can then start going into deeper levels of connection because right now it's all surface and we need to go down and in. And so for men out there who are intimidated, when you start to understand the subtle energies, that woman is yin, that she, the yin energy works from the uh, outside in. You want to boil her waters Whereas the yang energy, yours, is very much like, okay, I've got this big, hot erection. Um, you know, we have to understand that, that the polarity is so delicious. And you can play with those energies. And you can go deeper and deeper into way more expansive levels of pleasure. And why would we want to do that? Because pleasure is when we are communing with the divine. You know, oh God, oh God, before we orgasm. This in ancient times and esoteric times, this was a way to connect to spirit so that you could get the information about the next direction of your life. When you start looking into like Egyptian sex magic and like the cult of Isis, like you're literally doing magic. You're creating magic. That is what you're doing when you are having uh, sexual relations. And when they are now connected to your body, when they are divine, when it's an integrity Dude, you are reaching sacred alchemy. And this is what the Taoists were talking about for thousands of years. So it's a big fucking deal. And um, this is something that more attention needs to be put on. And that everyone has access to deeper levels of pleasure, of being more raw and vulnerable with themselves, so that they may be the most, the biggest thrill of, the, of them all is to be more raw and vulnerable and to be seen by another. And we can only do that when we clear our sexual blocks. So this is the work I'm talking about, Savan. It's like, it gives me chills to talk about it. And it lights me up, obviously, you can see. Um, and this is why I want more women and more men to understand we need to make sex sacred again. It's so sacred. And our young children are not taught about pleasure. We are not taught about the subtle energies. We are not taught about our bodies. We are taught like, oh, here's like your ovaries and your uterus. Um, here's hormonal birth control, which like completely fucks up your oh, Jesus. It fucks up your scent. Like, how your is birth control okay? How is fucking, how is oral birth control okay? Oh. How, how is it okay to give hormones to girls? I want to, um, Damien, you said I disagree with Sevon. It doesn't put pressure on the guy. I think it would be freeing. I mean, you don't disagree with me. You, you agree with me. It would be freeing. It is freeing. You don't disagree with me. You agree with me. It, 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 anyway, uh, I'm, oh, I hate being misunderstood. Um, oh, I was also going to say, though, by the way, like when you start going into the I've also studied a lot of the scientific parts of this. And like when you start going into your vaginal canal, you're awakening the pelvic nerve. Right. And when you start going into your cervix. You're awakening the pelvic nerve, the hypogastric nerve, and cranial, uh, or the vagus nerve, cranial nerve 10. So you're now activating all of these um, beautiful nerve endings and nerve bundles and discovering where your pleasure 
lies. And for me, it's, this is un, unending. I just discovered something over the weekend that just blew my mind. Like it literally like blew up my chakra, crown chakra, if you want to talk about that. But it's like, th- this is an exploration to understand your own body is the journey of a lifetime. And that's what we're here to do. We're literally conduits of spirit, if you want to call it that, source, energy. And it's an honor to understand all the workings of your body. And we can see through the the fabric of our culture, there's been this like separation through like the church of, you know, spirit and the body or state. And we are beginning to see that now on like a macrocosmic level. And we're beginning to see it with with humans, right? They're so scared and they're so disconnected that they're running, running to get to like get protected by the government. And that to me is insane because we don't know our bodies anymore. We don't know what's right for us and whatever your choice is, right? Your choice is your choice. Um, But you know, we've gotten to this place of like fear mongering, pointing fingers, division, because fear, guilt, and shame are such powerful mechanisms of control, and they're embedded in our body. So clear those doors. Um, I, I don't know if what I'm saying is true, but if you don't follow Emily, you should follow Emily. There there could be – so what's interesting about listening to her talk is there's a, there's a part that's super practical and still grounded, and then and we're getting to watch her go on this journey in, in – you know, you won't hear too many people say this, but God bless social media for letting people share in real time as they go on the process. The other thing, though, is that when people go on this journey, they can become so abstract and you then you can't get on the bandwagon. They'll leave us. And um, I'm not saying you follow her blindly, but I'm saying um, there's some words that she's saying and she's doing the workshop and there's going to be some very practical components to it. And there could become a point where she gets so high and um, she loses tether to be able to bring on board. And you know what, Savan, it's so funny you say that because it is a challenge. I, I, before I was like, Oh, maybe I'm ahead of my time. No, I'm exactly on time. Of course. It is a challenge to convey what I'm talking about to women and men, but it's like, cause we're so deeply asleep in the stupor of like, of surface life, surface living of, you know, just little clitoral two minute orgasms, you know? So it's time to go deeper. And this is what, why the mirror of the macrocosm, our outside world is showing us. It's time to go deeper. It's time to go within. And one way to do that a really beautiful way to do that, especially for women, is to go in and start tending to the tissues of your inner sanctum, your pussy. And I'm telling you, it is, it doesn't take that much. I know it's going to be uncomfortable. I know there's going to be some apprehension, some nervousness. I felt it too. But then to understand that I can get grounded in this area, I can get all my answers from this area, whatever the next decision I need to make, the next action, when to pull back, when to push forward, it comes with alignment. And alignment is a feeling. It can't be this. When I'm up in my head, I know, okay, I have to come down. When I'm feeling frustrated, angry, irritable at my partner, that's my cueing to go within. And I'm so thankful that I have this tool because it's been an anchor in my life. It's been an anchor in these wild times to be like oh i'm listening to all this information but i'm like no what 
what does this body say? My body knows she's my empress. She knows the path. Um, I want to go, uh, uh, Damien, nothing but love, brother. D- uh, don't worry. Um, uh, I want to read something else to you. It, it's funny that you mentioned Taoism. I'm, I'm a huge, huge, huge um, – every day I, I look through Stephen Mitchell's translation of the Tao Te Ching. It's a pocket translation. Awesome. Stephen Mitchell – Tao Te Ching. I think it's the greatest book ever written. Um, if you, most people will open it, I think, and not and be like, "What the fuck is this nonsense?" But there'll be days where it will hit you. Um, anyway, this is on Emily uh, Emily's Instagram also, and the only thing that matters here to me is the very last sentence. The rest of it is just putting it in context. So take you can take or leave. In my opinion, the first five sentences. My boyfriend and I never fight because he teaches me how to not fight. And you can you can reverse that. I don't care. You can say my girlfriend and I never fight because he she teaches me how to not fight. Doesn't matter. Don't get caught up on that shit. He teaches me to stay calm during disagreements. She teaches me how to work through arguments without hurting words or yelling. He teaches me how to communicate. It's not and here it is, guys. It's not us versus each other. It's us versus the problem. It's like you're fighting with your mate. It's not like if you're trying to win in an argument against your mate, I know this is a little different, but but it's so profound to me. You might not be in the right relationship or you might not be mature enough to have relationships. You should never be trying to win your mate. <laughs> you, you should be. It's just beautiful. It's, it's, it's not us versus each other. It's us versus the problem. And that's why a lot of people that I mean, that's the problem with just everything like. Of, of talking in general, people aren't seeking the truth. They're trying to win the conversation. And like, it's, it's, um, th- those people, your time is over, man. You're, you're go away. Your time is over. Come back. Like, like come back when you're ready to look, look at the problem. Don't try to, don't try to win. Don't try to hurt. Don't, this isn't, um, don't try to kill your opponent. And especially if it's your lover or your kids or your parents or your parents, um, when I was in college, Emily, there were these people who, um, they, 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 they so I rolled with the hippie crowd and there were, there were, and, oh, and, surprise, surprise. And, and there were, and there were two kinds of hippies. There were people who just accidentally became hippies like me, like, you know, like you just lost your shoes somewhere or all of a sudden you needed clothes and you went to the free box or, and, and then there were people who were like cutting, like. Uh, they would drive their BMW to the um, fabric store, make their own cords, cut holes in them, um, you know, you know, do make their sandals. Um, and you, the space you're in, I feel like in the journey you're on, that's the tough part about the journey you're on and the space that you're inhibiting right now is because there's a lot of those. I don't want to call them charlatans, but there's people who want what you're experiencing. And so they're forcing it. Mm. And then, and then you, and I think you've, you've alluded to this already. You were forced into this situation. This is like, we're, t- you were, you were taking kicking and screaming and now you're like, all right now, um, like, like you were holding onto a rock in one of the gnarliest rivers in the world. And yeah. you're like, and the whole world was watching you hold onto the rock and you're like, and everyone's like, holy shit, she's strong. And so, <laughs> yeah. and so you were getting accolades for like, man, that girl can really hold onto a rock. And then, mm. but. And so it was, there was this, why is the world rewarding me for holding onto this rock when I really just have to let go? 
and you've let go and now you're sharing the whole journey with us and we're watching you go downstream and we watch you get all fucking bounced off the bottom and now you're on the top and with the rest of us are holding onto our rocks going oh shit <laughs> she can fly it's okay to let go by the way i stole that from richard box illusions for those of you who haven't read that book one of the greatest books in the world and and I'm not joking. I don't say that loosely. In the first 13 pages, there is a little story that's separate from the main story. And uh, ev everyone has to read that story. Richard Box uh, Illusions. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's, uh, that's why I just finished um, The Fountainhead by Ayn Rand. Oh, yeah. And, oh, my God. How um, anachronistic for this time period that we're in. But uh, discussing charlatans, I think... Savan, it's interesting because, like, I think I was a bit of a charlatan for a while. I think, like you said, I was holding on. I was trying to put the pieces of the puzzle back together instead of just, like, throwing out the whole fucking puzzle and letting, wow. my, letting myself become, right? And become who I'm, I'm, my purpose on this earth, my dharma, as it were, but also that it's, it's a path of self. It's a path of striving for greatness within myself because I look at every narrative in society and the ones that have been given to me uh, through, you know, familial lineage. And I get to pick and choose which ones I want to roll with and I get to create new ones. And that's me reaching for greatness in this lifetime. And I think before I was a, a total charlatan, I was trying to force it. And now it's like, because I understand the deep groundedness of my feminine nature that my, when my essence comes out, when my truth comes out, that is pure. And then I can now have this healed masculine channel. That's going to, instead of burning up in flames, like perhaps I did in CrossFit, um, it's going to protect me and guide me on this new journey that I'm on. So it's a deep trust in self while reaching for greatness I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, my, my whole purpose is to serve others. It's not. I just, uh, the more I wake myself up, the more that I, I go within, uh, this just expands outward naturally. So um, I would say that, especially when you head into the spiritual world, it's full of uh, fuckery. It's more so than when, you know, the before times. Uh, and you know, I can, I even find myself sometimes reaching and grasping for that next thing. And I'm like, oh yeah, this isn't me. That's just like getting caught up and I'm going to come back to my pussy and understand what I need to do for Emily. And what? It's, yes, that yes of me being like, yes, this is for me. Yes. It, it gives permission to everybody else to discover their yes. And that's what we need from women. That's what we need from men. We need you to all like stand up and step up. Um, uh, two things. W w one, just a f f not a humble bat brag, but a braggart brag. I always saw it in you. I never saw the other side. Hmm. I always okay. saw it in you. I thought you were, and I think a lot of people saw it in you. You, you weren't, you weren't, you weren't fooling anyone but yourself. But, but no one even knew you were fooling yourself, right? I always saw you as earth mama like out there like well, how did this earth mama get out on the crossfit how what, what the fuck is she doing out here but i liked what? it i liked it i liked it that like because because it broke all the paradigms but i always saw it i always saw um oh, wow thank you i, I always like you, you seem no different to me now than the emily that i saw when you walked out onto the field i was like holy shit there's one 
Like I knew. Wow. So, but I know wow. all sorts of stuff. I'm cool as shit. <laughs> um, and so, well, and that's the other thing. It's like, I, I discovered through my pussy work, I can be good at so many things, but that doesn't mean I should go do them. I'm going to go do what makes me like, so uh, that's the drunk on pussy part to pussy power too. Right. You, once you get tap into it, you can't get drunk and just start doing everything. Exactly. So and, you gotta focus. and actually on the Don't path, get high on your own supply, I think is what they say. That's <laughs> so true. Right. And that's where that healthy masculine comes back in for that action, the direction, the protection. So. Um, I know dudes who have that same thing, but like, I don't know what you call it, cock power, but I know dudes who are so confident in their masculinity and it's so crazy attractive and it's just nuts because they're not even attractive dudes, but they're so fucking like, it, it, uh, you see it a lot like in the jujitsu community because mm. they're so fucking confident and mellow and swagger and nice and in um touchy feely to everyone and like it doesn't matter if they're tall even the littlest men are still like big teddy bears it's just <laughs> not you know what i mean like yeah. you see those dudes who are like they're just like papas yeah and i think it's like because they've um they've stepped into they've done their work on probably their feminine you know all the, the wounding there and when you yeah a man can come to you with both those realms satisfied in his own being you know, you know it's there's not, tough guy in there and yet there's no outwardly expression of it you're like huh totally right and, and you know i know it's in there that's the divine masculine it's one that doesn't need to conquer in order to feel good it's like he speaks softly but carries a big stick if it's needed you know that's um yeah totally it's so attractive <laughs> I'm intimidated by all the pussy talk and I don't want to look at my pussy in a mirror and I don't, uh, this is crazy and there's too much emphasis on sex and it goes against my morals and it goes against my ethics. And I, um, where else can I start to go inward? Do I have to go there? What, what can, can you give me a baby step to start going inward? Cause this is just nonsense. All this pussy stuff. I am a one woman man and I am not going to be a slut and blah, blah, blah. And I will, is there, do, do you have a, can, can you trick those of us who want to be tricked? You know how sometimes you need to be tricked, like to go on the roller coaster ride? You want to go on it so fucking bad, but you need to be like tricked. Like, mm-hmm. Can you help? What, how, do we, how do we manipulate some people to get on this journey who, who want to be manipulated, but they're just not going to go through the portal you want them to go through? Yeah. By the way, you're making a mistake too, by the way. I mean, I don't have a, I don't have a vagina, so I don't know. Um, but you're, you're making a mistake if you're not doing inner work every single day. And the way I recommend every person to do it is to never, ever try to go to sleep again. Every time you lay down in a bed, I never try to go to sleep. If I'm lying down in a bed, I'm doing inner work. And the only time I fall asleep is when I lose my ability to do that and I drift off. But every time you lie down, you should do inner work. I think sleeping's stupid. Like people who tell me they have trouble sleeping, like, what do you mean? What, what, are, you, what are you doing trying to sleep anyway? Anyway, uh, do you know what I mean by that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The old reverse psychology. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what, where can people go? How else can people go in? Um. So straight to the pelvic magical pelvic bowl. You know what? I would say, try to feel you can do this right now or right after this little live, um, close your eyes and try to feel your hand from the inside. Try to feel what it feels like from the inside. 
Don't just like, what does it feel like uh, between the fingers, like the space between the fingers? You don't have to move it. Just sit there and focus on your hand. And now you can change that um, hand to, okay, I'm now going to do my shoulder. What does it feel like from the inside of my shoulder? And then what? notice the vibrations, notice the, notice the sensations, notice the very subtle shifts. And then I'm going to say, okay, come to the center of your chest, your heart. Then I would say, feel that from the inside. Notice the tension you're holding in your body. Notice the tension you're holding in your jaw. Feel that from the inside. What is your tongue, what is your tongue like hanging out in your mouth? Then move down your throat, center of chest. Maybe go a little bit further, go to your belly button. Okay, now let's go to the womb. And what I would say for people who are like, oh, well, I'm, you know, I was, I've grown up in this religious um, household. I've, uh, you know, I have, I am a monogamous person. When, when I was getting into sacred sexuality, the more I got into it, the more I realized, oh my God, this energy I carry is so sacred. And I am not willing to change the pH of my vagina for anybody. It's got to be a next level man. And I am like, I, I'm for me, the path of sacred relationship and the path of monogamy is right for me. I'm not, I don't care about what anybody else does. It's for me. And um, this has made me, this work has allowed me to self-reference when shits come up because shits come up. Some of my toxic femininities come up and it's like, oh, oh, this is mine and I can clear it. I don't have to live this story anymore. Mm. That's what's so potent about long-term monogamous relationships. And I'm not saying I, whatever else you choose and whatever else you want to do, that's where you, you're at on your journey and it's necessary for that time. Um, but for me, the more I got in touch with my body oh, and, and learned how to make love to myself um, deeply, the more I could show up, be vulnerable and really show up for my significant other. And I called that in. I called in exactly what I wanted. So that's what I would say to anybody who's like, oh, uh, you know, sex is associated with being um, all over the place and being a slut and blah, da, 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 da. But it's like, I have an inner slut and I like totally um, express it in a way that is way more, um, I don't know, serving higher self, which is, you know, maybe I go put on some of my own, I do it for myself now. You know, I put on some of my own like sexy clothes and maybe I dance, I put, turn on some music, you know, like that's how I evoke different parts of myself. And it, so it's getting to know all these little shadows and understanding how they need to be expressed and maybe when they just need to be like, okay, thank you. Thanks for protecting me for a long time, but I'm going to choose a new story now. And then you become this really powerful being because you're not how to say at the mercy of trying to shove that in and keep it all closed up tight anymore. And then it having to burst out at certain times or transversely completely shutting down a part of your body. Learn it's fully, it's full expression of yourself for yourself, not for anybody else. I, um, I want to go back to what you said about monogamy. Um, the, I, about the, I guess it's one of the characteristics or implications, but it, it really caught my attention. Um, 
monogamy as a characteristic of someone who is trying to change their story? Can you explain that more to me? A, a, a monogamous monogamy as a tool or a practice to well it's in, it sounds like it's indicative of being on on the spiritual path about self growth why is that i mean that's su- that's such good stuff as opposed to saying that monogamy is for um christian values or not hurting other people's feelings or all of these other narratives we have around it i like um cuz like the reason why lying is bad sorry sorry one thing the reason why lying is bad is not because it's lying who gives a fuck what it does to other people it's because you have to live with the lie stealing it's not bad who cares what you do to other people that's like secondary stealing is bad because then you have to live with the lie and when you live with the lie you can't be high you can't you can't be free and yeah. that's why lying is so ridiculous but there's something that you're touching on that with monogamy too and and i i've never heard it worded like worded like that phrased like that or explained I guess for me, it's in when you are fully committed, when you're all in with another human being, they're just a mirror for your own shit. So when I am committed and fully in this, all of myself in this relationship, and then he is also all of himself in that relationship, it's like, we're bound to uh, stir up the deepest wound in each other. And it serves as an alchemical container to transcend that together. Or it, because I'm going to do my work. I'm like, like some stuff came up a couple of weeks ago and I was like, oh my God, like I could hear the story that I've said maybe, you know, hundreds of times before with uh, maybe a different partner. You'll know it's a story, especially when you're like, I always, it's like, that's your story. So it's like, oh my God. Oh, I'm going to, like, I have to change this narrative. So I went and sat down and I wrote out that story that I had always perpetuated in relationship. And then I was able to break that story down into a new self-reference, a new narrative of, for example, this one was, I, I always have to apologize in relationship mm, mm, and it's right. like okay well that's a fucking story how about i'm gonna be like i can apologize in relationship i am able to apologize in relationship um like i am a, a self-referencing loving individual so it's like breaking down those narratives and when that stuff starts to fall away you're transformed your love grows deeper and Simone, i'm sure you know this you've been with your lady a long time you have incredible children and it's like it's almost those times it's like we think we're always supposed to be in this time of inhalation inspiration but it's actually the exhalation and the contraction that is so uncomfortable it's like oh god like fuck i'm so uncomfortable but then it, it gives rise to the next inspiration inhalation and for me that's why monogamy is so freaking powerful because i could continually have to do my own work. And that's a that's a big responsibility and a big choice. I don't like what this mirror is showing me. I'm running to the next mirror. Yeah, I want to go have I some, like it's going to be different. Yeah, and and that's also the thing like <laughs> exactly it's not. And it's like I just want that next dopamine hit. Well, fuck, like you know what? Your clitoris is just a dopamine hit. Why don't you get deeper? Get deeper with yourself. 
get into your vagina and start releasing that hypertonic tissue so you can start moving out those stories. There's stagnation and congestion here. It's as a time- dude, where's my hypertonic tissue? As um, a, where do I go? Where do I go as a dude? So definitely men too. Um, and then this is a whole other avenue. Um, you could like there's scar tissue. Like if you've been circumcised, there's scar tissue there. I have that, not. That's thank well, you, awesome. thank you, mom and dad. Thank you, mom. But and dad. Seriously. Hey, you guys want to watch a crazy movie? Watch American Circumcision. I know most of you are not going to want to watch it. I also recommend as a fucking hardcore fucking carnivore meat-eating motherfucker, I also recommend you go to the PETA site and watch how animals are treated. And you sit down and you try to watch that whole thing. It took me about uh, four or five attempts to get through the whole thing because I was bawling my eyes out. But there's things that we have to face. How animals are treated, fucking crazy. And um, especially if you're a meat eater like me, and you should, in, in American circumcision, if you're going to have kids, you got to see that movie. Okay, sorry. Yeah. And I think I'm So, where do I go as a dude? You, you're focusing on your pelvic bowl. Well, I don't even know where the pelvic bowl is. That's just like you stick your finger in the vagina and you're in there. Hello? Uh, no, I would say oh. like the pelvic, yeah, the pelvic bowl is your, uh, you know, your three bones, your ilium, your ischium, and uh, your pubic bone. That's. Sorry, do I have those as a dude? Do I have those? You do. I just don't have the I just don't have the uterus in there, but I got the the rest. Yeah, and for most men who are squatting or crossfitting, um you're still you still have pelvic floor issues like uh you have a big muscle um under the testicles and it's called it's not the cremaster muscle, but it's like the bulbous sponginosa and it's like that that's filled with tension. Um, the testicles need massage. Oh yeah. Sometimes when I sneeze, that thing will cramp. Yeah. Like the, you need to go in there and start getting, or get your lady to do, like, I like to do, um, cock warships, uh, for my man and like really get in there and like massage that whole area because men are just as disconnected or they're connected in a way that's like, um, very programmed with that whole space. And yeah, I'm totally programmed. For a man to receive deep pleasure there and to relax and to open up to that is actually a really beautiful thing. Now, there's also, um, and this is something that I'm just starting to learn, um, is anal rectal work. And um, our anuses hold an insane amount of shame and tension. Mine Um, mine hold an insane amount of shame. No tension. (laughs) Well, you can change that, Swan. I'm telling you. (laughs) What am I? I don't want to. I don't want to. (laughs) But you can start even just in the shower, um, you know, getting to know your own butthole um, and maybe like just discovering like, why are we so disconnected from that space? Just because, you know, we defecate there, but there's actually like a lot of beauty to that space and things that I've explored that I'm like, oh my God, like when I just listen to my body, my pussy and my butthole, like, holy moly, like untapped resources of information and um yeah i don't want to get too crazy on here but what one of the one of the one of the greatest things i learned and i learned how to do um inner work oh god how old was i it was in my early 20s i learned how to go inward i learned in in it was a it was a it was a crazy first it was a crazy crazy first step. Um, I read a book by P. D. Auspensky. He's a Russian mathematician. He wrote a book called like the Possible Evolution of Psychology, and basically, I just decided that I was going to turn myself off. I was I was done with life, and I was going to turn myself off. And he basic and he gave this he gave this um, uh, 
paradigm of, th- of thinking the way what we're made of. And he basically says, we're all just, and this is, you'll like this. We're just all just a bunch of I statements. And if you don't react to your I statements, you'll finally see who you really are. And so I thought, okay, I'm just going to lie down perfectly still, not react to a single I statement. And, um, and then when I get to what I really am, I'm going to turn myself off and kill myself and leave. Like, just like, I wasn't going to do it. I was just going to go inward. And that was my first trip inward. Was wow. f- fucking absolutely nuts. But one of the things that I learned through that process was I can just sit on a toilet and I can go inward and I can become my sphincter muscle. I can become that whole track down there and I can tell my poop, it's time for you to leave. And I never have to push. I never have to do like I can poop on a like it, I can poop anytime. I can have completely pooped and then go back and just do insane, just like really start focusing and going inward and, and get another poop out. Like there's no, I mean, I guess there would be an end to when it was empty, but like, uh, you don't, there's so much, you control your body without contracting the muscles. You can make your body do anything you want without, and it's just effortless. And I think, holy shit, I'm just thinking to myself, like I have to teach my kids that because pushing to poop is insane once you figure this out. I mean, Um, when, when I did, um, the birthing class with my wife, um, we were going to go the full Western medicine route. We wanted to go to the hospital. Home births were for fucking idiots. It was dangerous, blah, 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 blah. And this lady said something that completely floored me. She said that a completely unconscious woman, brain dead woman, like who like had some, let's say she had trauma, who's pregnant could still have a baby that the woman's body needs nothing and she talked about the cascade of chemical reactions and all the stuff, the vagina, and that and that there's proof of it that babies have been born from dead women, basically brain dead women. And I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> and that and that's when that that was a huge like that was that was a, a huge shift for oh, me. But inner work is amazing. Don't yeah. d- people don't waste another day of your life and not start doing inner work. It is like everything changes. Sorry, go ahead, Emily. I was going to say that I've, just to um, caddy off of that, like the infinite woman uh, wisdom of our bodies is insane. And actually, w- one of the studies I show in my course is by uh, Beverly Whipple and Barry Komasaruk. And uh, they did a uh, orgasm study on um, full spinal cord injury women. And they discovered that um, through cervical stimulation, they could have cervical orgasms and they like found that they even saw where it lit up in the brain and uh, which is insane. Right. So it's like, every, this is available to every woman. And then I was also uh, studying, um, you know, they started doing different with non um, uh, you know, spinal cord injury women, uh, healthy women. They, they did uh, you know, different stimulation points. Like so clitoris, uh, vaginal, cervical, nipples, breast, and they all had different spots in the paracentral lobule of where it was lighting up. So it's like we have these pathways. It's just merely a matter of dusting off the tracks, you know? So it's available to every woman. So every woman who's like, oh, no, I can't. Like this, I, I thought I'm just not one of those women who can have deeper orgasms. That was a story. That was a freaking story. And like, we are all sensual creatures. We all have this immense, um, potent power, sexual power that can be channeled into anything that we desire. And so, like you said, like, I think 
And I don't know everything. I know, like, on my journey, like, I can't make myself poop on command. And there's still things I'm, I have to go I'll, in. I'll, and- I'll, write, I'll write you up a one-sheet paper on how to do it. You know <laughs> how to do it. Come on. It's it's just patience, right? It's the patience. Yeah. There's things that you've been patient enough to go inward to do, and there's things that I've been patient. But you, well, my point is, is you can go in anywhere. Yeah. This stuff that Emily's talking about, she, I mean, she, she's going straight to this, to the fucking to the temple um, to, to maybe where the, the crown jewel is, but, but you can go in anywhere and start doing work. And I, and she referenced that by like starting with your neck or, and that's a very common thing. She said also for people who want to start doing energy work, lie down and put all your attention on your hands and wait till you light your hand. What I, I think of it as like a Marvel superhero. Eventually your hands will light up. You'll, mm. you'll, you'll be lying there and be like, Holy shit, I'm in my hands. Your whole inner voice will change too. I, when I'm finally fully inside, I always do this kind of test where I say, hi, Sevon, because I realize I'm no longer Sevon. So I say hi back to myself. It's, a tr- it's, it's, it's <laughs> So how long do you, I'm curious about how long you spend a day doing like inner work or like, what's your process? Um, my shortest time is when I wake up in the morning. Um, cause I'm usually like, okay, it's 6am. I have an hour to get my shit together so I can do a podcast with Emily. Um, but I do do it right when I wake up. Uh, where are you? Who are you? How are you? Like, just like, and, and I start just tr- get going to my body. Um, and ideally I catch myself even before my eyes open. And then I'm like, I'm really, uh, in the body. I'm really like the whole body will be like just on fire. Like almost like I can feel hairs growing on my body and cell division. And it's, uh, it's, um, it's 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 cool it's 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 really bizarre in the morning and then midday always in the midday i lie down and i do energy body and, until i fall asleep and then every night when i go to bed like my whole thing is is like do everything everything i can to stay awake but but also like i don't use i don't use fans i don't like any noise i want to go into all darkness and all quietness it's all about um stillness and i just lie there and i usually will start um uh, my wife taught me this, and this is all stuff my wife has taught me. So what's crazy is, is once someone teaches you this, you'll realize how many teachers are out there. There's this saying that my my this my wife sent me this quote the other day: "You can only see what your what your brain is ready to see." And so once you realize about inner work, you'll start seeing that a lot of people are telling you about it, but you but you didn't even know. Since you don't know what inner work, you can't know what inner work is until you first do your first step of inner work. And then all of a sudden the whole landscape changes for you. So my wife went to a Vipassana course. Are you familiar with those? Yeah. And that, that was kind of like, and as a mate, I don't want to fall behind her. Right. If she's, if she's like, um, I don't need to, I don't need to be able to run a mile or bench press as much as her, but if she's bench pressing and she's running miles then I need to bench press and run miles, I need to be like a good mate, mate, bare minimum. I need to be out there supporting her. And so when she starts these, when she went to Vipassana and she came back with all this stuff, like I have to try it. I have in, 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 like you said, we're just mirrors of each other. So I'm trying to mirror and they teach you to did focus. Did she do a 10 day sit? Yeah. She did three wow. of them. Wow. Yeah. And, and, um, she's pretty, she's pretty, um, but she has a pretty hardcore practice like, yeah. and uh, she focuses. I don't want to talk about it like outside of like, I should have her on and talk about it. But um, she focused, she's taught me to focus on this space right here under my nose. And then from there I just started and, and that's actually a really hard spot for me to do energy body on. It's one of the, but then from there I just start doing it everywhere. 
And I'm just like, I feel like I'm a cowboy with energy body. It's just a, it's just a giant party for me. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. But I've never heard of anyone say that again. I'm going to incorporate like just when I go to bed, like that's a perfect time to like check in with my pinky toe. Yes. And from there. Yeah. I mean, if you can do, yeah, there's no, there's no bounds. Go, go everywhere. And I just do that. I, I just never try to uh, sleep. So on November 5th, um, is this, is this a, is this a um, zoom call? Is this, do they come to you in person? How does this work? Yeah. So, I mean, the next step is to do in-person stuff, but right now this is a zoom call on um, Friday at 6 30 PM and it's our opening ceremony. So part of the medicine is also seeing other women go through this work, which is say, like understanding the container, understanding that we're all going to be sharing that we are, we all have uh, so many similar stories that come up, shame, guilt, uh, resentment, fear, um, and that that's completely normal and it's okay. And then we um, have 30 minutes of these recorded meditations, me and my uh, colleague, Alexander Durgan, um, and we go through, you're going to devote 30 minutes a day um, with adjunct prompts about discovering what your, your unique femininity is. And you can only do that by giving your root, your pussy, a voice. She needs to speak. You need to listen to her. And then that's where we start that journey in. Um, and so it's seven days of uh, that 30 minutes of devotion to yourself. And Always then, at 630 at night? No, uh, this will be on your own. Like oh, we open okay. that ceremony and then you have um, the, the week to go into these practices that will be given to you every day. And then we finish with a closing ceremony the following Friday um, and discuss what we, again, sharing what we have learned uh, the changes that have happened, the shifts that have happened, which are inevitable. If you have never related to this space before, like it's going to open so many things up for you. And it's, and it's just the, that first little way in the, like the step into the doorway. And then you're going to be like, Oh my God, I own a pussy. Like, (laughs) like it's, uh, and so that's, and that's really where we're coming from is that when I hear stories of when I heard stories of womanhood and what femininity femininity was growing up, I hated it because it, it was just like self-sacrifice, um, like painful births, uh, shitty periods that have to hide it. Um, you're either a prude or a slut. Like there was like no healthy expression of womanhood. So no wonder I like drove myself into, um, you know, kind of a hyper-masculinized space. And I completely shut off that side of myself. And it was interesting because during CrossFit, all of my injuries were left-sided. And it was like my body screaming at me, like my feminine channel, like, hey, you have to somehow incorporate me or nurture me. Um, And so then when I started going into that work, I was like, I can rewrite the story of womanhood. I'm going to have orgasmic births. I have delicious menstruations. Um, They're psychedelic experiences in itself. Um, I can have mind blowing, connecting, opening heart, opening sex. Like I can rewrite all of these narratives. Um, and it's just, it's a matter of intention. That's it. Right. And, um, that's what I want to show women is that whatever your unique set of qualities are within yourself, define your, your femininity. And it's like, we need that to come forward because it's your own, it's your yes. And that is 
ripple effects in your community, with your children, with your partner. Um, we need women to become turned on and switched on in their delicious bodies. And this can happen. It's just a matter of spending time with your pelvic space. What is feminine energy? What is feminine energy? Yeah, That's a or, great question. Or how do you it, describe it? Okay, so there's this beautiful um, like Venn diagram, and it's um, it, there's discipline, there's uh, surrender, and then in between they overlap, it's flow. And so most of us are in the disciplined camp a lot, right? I got to grind hard like the David Goggins of the world, like go hard and da-da-da-da-da, you know, um, which is a necessary part of the human spirit. But then there's this other side, it's surrender. And I can remember being like women telling me, oh, it's all about surrender. I'm like, what the fuck do you mean by that? Like, I don't know what surrender means. And that means feeling so safe and so mm. calm in your mm. own body that you're allowing her to feel exactly how she wants. And that can only be done when she understands that you are an advocate for her. Mm. Your body, because over a lifetime, we've, we've broken that trust. We've overstepped our energy. We've done things we didn't want to do. And coming back to surrender is like, hey, body, I'm working with you so that you know you have the ability to let go, to be in full feeling, to be heart-centered and pussy-centered and let like and receive. It's coming into a state of receivership. And most of us aren't, right? We're only operating at 50% of our capacity with drive. But when we relax back, when we, when we listen to what our body is actually telling us, like, hey, I need to rest. Then she's like, oh, my body's, or like this person is, my consciousness is um, advocating for me so I can relax even more. I can like open up. I can... Um, just be dancey and flowy and whatever that feminine, like feminine energy is going to be different for everybody, but the expression of it, but the essence of it is surrender, receivership, um, openness, softness, receptivity. And uh, that is requires discipline to go cultivate that. So there are two sides of the same coin. And also, not only that, it's magnetic as fuck. So if there's mm. something you desire, you pull it in. You don't have to go get it all the time. Let it come to you, right? Is Let the earth come. feminine? Yes. Yes. I mean, and, and the sun is masculine. Um. So yeah, I guess in all, if you so I actually it just spent all day fucking the earth, and the earth and the earth just spends like it's just bombing it with rays, and the yeah. earth is just like. <laughs> Just fucking just, yeah. And, and then from that, it's just like just producing babies. Just like, it's just this giant, I mean, the earth is just this crazy flat. Like when you get like, it's just flowering fucking like abundant woman just giving birth. Like it's nuts. And the, and the, and the sun is just this one giant pen. It's all it's doing all day is just pen, just bombing. Yeah. Just bombing the earth with like element with uh, uh, the final element that the earth needs to to because if the sun wasn't there the earth would be just completely even if the earth is doing 99% of the work the earth wouldn't be shit without the sun exactly as and, soon and as the sun gives it just that little bit of like that 
drop of whatever the hell it's giving nonstop all day, the earth just fucking erupts. I mean, the earth is crazy, isn't it? it I've always thought of it as a giant woman just birthing shit. <laughs> I love that. It is. Mama Gaia, right? Like, yeah. And what I, I actually wrote like this whole, I went deep into like this explaining quantum physics through sexuality and like how, what we're really discovering is that if you look at any origin story, even the big bang, which is our like current cosmological story of beginning, it is like consciousness dropping into creation and then boom, like all this like wild, like particles just like shifting in and out. And like, it's like, it just proves that sexual energy is everywhere. It's like bursting. Like, like you said, these plants, like it's just this constant life death cycle, which is why I think a lot of people too are connect are disconnected from the, the food that we eat. And like, I've, I've gotten into like slaughtering like uh chickens on this um organic farm and like just being connected to that life cycle is the the trippiest and the most real thing that you can do just like connecting to your body is like the trippiest and most real thing you can really do in this lifetime so yeah that's all i gotta say about that and i would say oh the other thing i was gonna say is that we like with the whole like religion thing there was this like separation of like Spirit was kept with some other realm, sky, father sky, if you want to say that. And then earth was just for the profane. It was dirty. It's not mm, mm, right. So yes. It's like, yes. We, this is, I think we're moving into an epoch now of, you know, matriarchs don't work. Patriarchs don't necessarily work. So now it's like, let's integrate those both. Cause they're both friggin' awesome. So how do we do that? we integrate both channels and activate both channels within ourselves, the dirty, the profane in order to, and the body in order to reach to sky spirit, uh, sun source. There's a quote somewhere on your Instagram about heaven being on earth. And I know some people might think that's sacrilege and I know Bob Marley said it too, but you are making a huge mistake. If you don't explore the fact that your heaven might be here on earth hold on um and it's nearly just uh your own like you said i statements and changing that um the story and because we know mm. that the, you know they've shown that the universe is just this 2d hologram projection from our own eyeballs so and this life and also with the uh, light um waves and also acting as particles depending yeah. on the server um, like so quantum physics is proving that we literally live in this magical place and that your words are your spells and that your body is your instrument. Your words are definitely your spells, people. Uh, th- that Going back to this, man, we could do a whole show on this one. You said, I am always the one apologizing, and you were using that as a story. I bet you every fucking listener who heard you say that was like, oh, my God, I do that to my spouse. Or, or they said the other way, yeah, I am the one who's always apologizing. I think every, that is such a great example. That What a great place to start. If you said that about your spouse or if you've been in a fight, been like, why am I the one who's always having to say sorry? Sorry. That is a good place to dig in. I think a lot of the reason why people do that, by the way, and is like, hey, be – you also have to own some of that. This isn't the, the, the end. I think that – I think Emily was talking about something deeper than what I'm about to say. But you also have to make sure that you make room for the other person to – 
say sorry, that you may want to get over the fight or the problem faster than the other person and you're not making space. I'll give you an example. There was this man that I used to work for and he would always travel with this woman. And every time he would try to, he would get out of the car, she would say like, can you get my luggage out of the back? And he wanted to fucking get her luggage out of the back for her every time, but he wanted to do it. And she didn't let him do it because she would always say, well, you get the luggage out of the back. She didn't give him the opportunity to serve her. So make sure you're giving people – and Emily is saying something deeper about working herself. But make sure you give people the space to also work on themselves and get deeper. Mm. Oh, I just yeah. wanted to, well, to, to throw that aspect, out there or let people be good people. Of, yeah. One aspect of the um, fractured femininity is control, right? Neediness, control, um, Wanting to uh, make everything perfect, oh, overgiving, like that is part of like that. Oh, overgiving. Uh, Fucking cannot stand that trait. I bet you I have that trait. Where'd you go? Oh, I lost you. You broke up. Say that again, Emily. You're breaking up pretty bad. Oh, um, I don't think I said anything. I was just like, I think we all have masculine and feminine wounds. And it's just like witnessing when they come up. And that is the the work, right? Giving yourself space to witness them when they come up, and to witness them in your partner when they come up. Um, and that takes that takes so much time, and it takes a lot of awareness. Um, but how it's so worth it because you're like, oh, I can see where this is coming from. Uh, I'm gonna, yeah, let's like make space and consciously relate about it. You is San Diego home for you? Um, it is for now, especially since Canada has gone totally dark. Um, so what if someone wants to work with you directly? What if I'm not doing that zoom shit? What if I'm a baller and I only do face to face? Can people reach out to you and do, they can, you do work with people. You have individual clients. You'll take people on. I do. And, uh, I actually am also trained in holistic pelvic care. Um, so I do, uh, internal work, uh, as well, which, uh, was developed by, a. uh, pelvic floor physical therapist. Um, and then I'm getting my doctorate in acupuncture. So I will be uh, getting that license within the next while. Uh, but yeah, my whole scope is going to be working in women's health with uh, women athletes, because I remember like doing CrossFit. So many women were like peeing their pants on lifting things or squatting. And it's like, that's not necessary. You can completely change the uh, tissue of your pelvic bowl, just like you would your trap muscles or activating your lower trap muscles. So if you would like to come work with me, um, I have a website, emily-abbott.com, or you can reach out to me uh, through Instagram at Emily and Abbott. Um, should people be doing kegels? No. No. No kegels. kegels? Okay. Let's talk about Kegels for just a quick second. Kegels, Kegels okay. are like, if you're just. This is my wife's question. My wife's like, bring up Kegels. I go, why? She's like, because there's just so much information out there, pro, con. She's like, just ask her about it for me. I was like, all right. Okay, sweet. So, uh, Dr. Kegel actually used to stick a, um, or place a machine into the woman's uh, vagina. Mm-hmm. And she would squeeze around this little machine as, for tactile feedback. Okay, so that was the original Kegel, and that would it was articulation and um, strengthening um, of those muscles, so that they would all like work together. But the problem is, if you're just like sitting around doing Kegels, um, that's like doing a bicep curl without any weight. 
And so how are you expecting like results from that? And then not only that, most women, um, that tissue, like I was speaking about is so hypertonic, which means that it's like rigid. It's not moving. And we want uh, a flower like pussy, like it can open and close. So it can fully relax and fully contract. And that, that comes with tissue and uh, manual body work to release that either. I, I teach it how, how women to do it themselves, but also to be like to have a practitioner do that. And then understanding that there's emotion lodged in those tissues as well, but we need to rehydrate that tissue um, in order for it to be supple enough to then um, start. I teach uh, Yoni weightlifting, like, actually using is that where you sit on a dude's penis and then when you stand up you try to pick him up (laughs) oh my god i'm gonna try that now (laughs) he's gonna have to be be anorexic man i think you can start with an anorexic man who's like in the 90 pound 90 pound range that if you could do 90 pounds the top yoni um weightlifter in the world can do 33 pounds She's cheating. She's like flexing her thighs or something. Uh, she's a Russian lady, like, and she is that how you do it? Do you re- you sit on something and see if you can pick it up? Is that really how no, you do it? No. So, oh. uh, actually, on my website, okay. First, yoni a little weightlifter. I fucking. This is love a yoni it. egg. I have okay, to pee I so these. bad. I sell these on my website, but mm-hmm. I give this under the caveat, like I don't like to promote them because, again, most women are hypertonic from sitting, rolling back on their sacrum when they're sitting. Um, you know, just please, please people don't sit on your sacrum. Nothing that's called the sacrum should be sat on. (laughs) I don't even know what I'm saying now. I'm, 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 I'm drunk on coffee. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, and so you should not, you know, do not use a yoni egg until you have a proper connection with your yoni, but then you can start using this to build strength because if you would like to have deeper levels of orgasms, you need to have a strong pussy. Like you can't just have you know, it's like trying to do a muscle up um, before you can even do a push up or a ring up. So you need to build up to that. And the Yoni, uh, so what you do is there's like a little drilled hole here. Mm-hmm. You in, you put string through this like silk thread mm-hmm. and you put this within the, your Yoni, mm-hmm. you know, and I have a whole ritual and ceremony with this because your body, you can't just be like, all right, this is what I'm doing now and completely disconnected. <laughs> intentional right Right. Um, so and then you can start articulating um the tissue with your yoni um and it can be very specific it can be left-sided right-sided can be all the way up into the cervix it can be more near the opening um and so you're building that tactile strength with actual feedback and i actually then you can go into a standing practice with this and um like hands-free move the yoni egg up and down uh, your canal because you're building strength and you're building feedback. It's just like learning how to do a handstand, right? It's, it's the same thing, just your vagina. And so again, my image of the vagina is just so different than that. <laughs> so funny. It's, it's all fucked up for me. It's just like a cave. There's an opening, you know what I mean? And then you go in there and you're like, hello. Oh, there's no baby in here. You know what I mean? Well, it but is. it's not like that, right? I mean, it's 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 like it, well, it's, it's more like a sea anemone. It's like it's like I don't know if sea anemone is a good thing, but it's like 
Yeah. It can all it, be collapsed in on itself where all the walls are touching itself or it can be like open. Totally. And that depends on, uh, you know, even where you're at in your cycle. It, everything changes. Our biochemistry is constantly changing. And I also tell women to uh, get their own speculum and start looking at your own cervix. Uh, because, again, if you don't know those tissues and those structures and what they're supposed to look like and what they feel like, how are you going to like just trust some doctor who was trained in a specific paradigm to tell you like what's up. So you need to really start to know what's going on here. It's amazing. It's, and what I would like to say, it is kind of like going into a cave. It's a portal portal. I call it, uh, and many women call it, this isn't my um, term, but the Yoni verse, you're entering into this wild place of emotion, of pleasure, of life giving, like it's so trippy, Savon. Like it's so trippy and it's so potent and it's right between your legs and you get to access this yourself. Don't die and, and, and not access it. Um, when I, uh, when my wife um, uh, got, when we finally decided we were going to do a home birth and we got midwives, there was this one midwife who like, like was the, the main midwife, right? Like she's the one that comes over like every two weeks or every week or every month. I forget how often, but then it's, it was so cool because and I would always go to all my wife's doctor's appointments before that, like when she went to the gynecologist or the OBGYN or whatever those things are called. And that that's and shit started getting weird there. Like I said to her, I said, hey, will you be at the um, pregnancy? And she said to me, um, I don't work 24 hours a day. How would I know? And she snapped at me. I'm like, hey, chill, chill. And then she told us it was going to be a partnership to birth. And I was like, okay, then can we do this? And she goes, no, no, that's non, that's non uh, negotiable. That has to happen. I'm like, this isn't a fucking partnership. But anyway the midwife started coming over to the house to do checkups with my wife. And she had one of those things. I don't know what you called it, a speculum or something. And so every one of my wife's appointments for like three years with her gynecologist was actually with her midwife. We never had to go to a fucking doctor again. And I love doctors. If you have a bullet wound or fucking a broken leg, but this late, my wife would get naked on the bed. I would be in there and the doctor would, and and the midwife would come in and it was just like this cat. It was so, it was so great. It was just pussy, the pussy hour, you know what I mean? Or the pussy half hour. And it's like, you know, it's just like, Hey, is everything okay? Is the baby thing fine? And she'd had the speculum and we're all there and the whole thing gets demystified. And it's, um, and then, so afterwards, when, after my wife had these three kids over these three years, she still does that. Her, her, her primary care doctor for a vagina, for her vagina is not a doctor. If she needs to talk to someone, she goes to, uh, she goes to her midwife. She wants to ask some pussy questions. And I just I I can't tell you how liberating that is for my wife that it's not like a medical thing. It's great. Totally. And, and any issues my wife has had, I can't think of any off the top of my head. Um, this lady um, e- either fi- fixes or tells her how to fix or will tell her to go see a doctor or I mean, she. It's so much better if, if, if you're a woman and you can get into that space, especially with your dude, it's so it's so much. It's so much better. It's so much better. And um, yeah, even and that's whole- not a dig on doctors, by the way. No, doctors have a time and place and they're so essential. Yeah. Um, but I think we've become over overly reliant and just like have given up our power over like discerning what's going on with our own bodies. Um, and if like, yeah, getting into like the birth world is like something I haven't even tapped into because there's so much, um, but just maybe the surface and birth fit like is. I in- have her on Friday. This is uh, like pussy. 
this is like pussy week. Lindsay Matthews? Yeah. Can you believe oh, it? I can't. I, like, I told my wife last night, I'm like, this is crazy. Emily on uh, Tuesday or and then and then uh, birth it on Friday. Lindsay Matthews. Oh, yeah. You're going to learn so much from her. I have learned so much from her. And her courses are amazing. And like uh, Emily Stanwich, like what they're all doing, like Leah Barto, it's incredible. They are. I really like her hair. I know that's very superficial of me. The gray, like the little piece of gray and like the. Just, I was just, I've been digging through her Instagram and every time I see her hair, I stop. Yeah. I just like long hair and just, yeah, the gray and she's cool looking. She's super cool looking and she's such a badass. And uh, yeah, she is. Uh, a phenomenal woman and is changing the whole game of the birthing industry. Cause that's completely messed up. So um, someone in the comments wrote Jason Hopper tomorrow. No, Jason Hopper is in 22 minutes. Can you imagine how flexible is my mind that I can go from Emily Abbott to Jason Hopper? Is he a CrossFit guy? Yeah, he's a CrossFit guy. He's a, he's a, he's a new guy. Emily, before I let you go, um, have you read the book stranger in a strange land? Mm-hmm. Um, it's by Robert Heinlein, but one of the premises of the book is, is that, um, it's this enlightened being is, is on earth and he's so, he's so frustrated with humans because they're the only beings in the entire universe and the whole, and all of the fucking cosmos where we have man and woman and the ability to be enlightened and all the other places in the universe that have enlightenment, they've lost man and woman. And the fact that we can both – and I want to tell you guys this. Emily, this – and maybe I'm just a prejudiced fucking douchebag, and, and I'm okay if, if I am. But this is – Emily is such a wonderful person in this space because she is not building the woman at the expense of criticizing the man. She is speaking about the woman as the woman. And 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 the and the and the man's role as a leader, supporter, follower, all the aspects of how the two work together. There's no, there's no, there's no. She's not. She's not. Um. Um. There's no chip on her shoulder. She's not holding her foot on the neck of male energy in order to prop up feminine energy. There's none of. There's none of that from her. There's none of that hippy dippy voice shit from her. That she just. This is just. This is this is the one. I I I get behind. I get behind this this. Um, anyway, that book's amazing. Stranger in a strange land. I highly recommend it. Cool. Um, there's a quote, um, the more energy I pour into myself, the greater my capacity to serve. I want to finish on that before I run to the bathroom. Um, what does that mean? Cause so many people uh, that's, that's, how can that be? How can I, let me read it one more time. The more energy I pour into myself, the greater my capacity to serve. That's something you wrote on your Instagram. Yeah, I was in the woods in Colorado and I had just done <laughs> some psychedelics and like was just naked in the woods and just completely connected. But I think, again, not only women, but society has been taught like the only purpose in this world is to like serve. And most like spiritual realms are like, oh, it's all about service. But that complete, I feel that destroys what you are here to do, which is to be completely reaching for greatness within yourself. And when you reach for greatness within yourself, when you find your yes, when you find your truth and you pour into that, your cup filleth over. And then you can spread that, you know, that joy and that, um, 
your testimony of pouring into yourself that it is the truth, that it works, that it's, um, it's available and it's real. And you don't have to continually self-sacrifice to think and grind yourself away to think that that's the way to get your, your desires or your needs met. So uh, especially in the, for women, we have been taught to overstep our energy. We have been taught to deny the intuition um, and that goes back historically for a purpose because when we start to tap into, oh no, this is what I need and I'm going to make sure my needs are met. Uh, when you become self-sufficient in that way, your power is endless. Like I was talking about, like the magnetism, the surrender, the receivership, pair that with a really strong discipline, you're in flow. And not flow just like when you're on an athletic floor or not flow when um, you know, you're surfing, but flow in all aspects of your life. And that comes from serving self. There's nothing wrong with serving self. And we've been taught otherwise by design. And for uh, so come back to yourself. What a great, what a great mirror you've been to all to all humanity. Um, <laughs> when, you the, when, when you were on the CrossFit floor, you were showing people that. Um, what the human body can do and how strong people can be. And, um, and I think you were an inspiration to a ton of people and you, um, the movement and, and stuff you do still on your, on your Instagram as an inspiration. And now to um, just sort of really go to the next level of consciousness to take that from physical to emotional and spiritual while still being connected to the physical. Uh, thank you for your contribution. Oh, Simone, thank you for having me on and uh, recognizing that. I feel very recognized and I appreciate that. That means a lot. And we're off.